You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. John, we get this question asked a lot, and it's people want to know, or the ones who are asking the question at least want to know, what kind of model do we use? Do we have a swing model per se? Yeah, we don't really have a, a swing model. We, um, the way we teach, we try to treat everybody as an individual when they come in. They're all built differently. They're different heights. Arms are different lengths. Legs are different lengths. Like you and I, for example, you're, what, six foot five? Mm-hmm. I'm five foot nine. And we have very similar leg lengths. I'm 6'5 by 6'5. <laughs> <laughs> and our, our pant legs are very similar lengths. They're identical, 32s. So the interesting part about that is, you know, obviously, he and I have a lot different setup at that point, which is going to affect how the club and the arms move and the pivot work. So, no, we don't really teach a swing model because I think we couldn't help as many people that way. Uh, I'll say that we have different looking setups. Yeah. And that and that's the key. Our swings will look different, but there are a few parameters or some key parameters where we make identical movements on. Yeah, and, and the timing I think is And that's one of those parameters, absolutely. So yeah, we we don't teach a method, right? I wouldn't call anything that we do a method because if you look at our players, they all look fairly different mm-hmm. because they're different bodies, as you mentioned. But inside of that different look, and this is where video kind of will lead you down the wrong roads is, you know, it's easy to, to hop on Instagram or hop on YouTube and look at all these pro swings and think that there's a million different ways to swing a golf club. But what you're seeing is from one or two views, what the golf swing looks like. And it's a 3d movement. But when you're able to strip away and look at the actual measured movements, these players make, there's far more similarities in some cases, almost identical movements in these key parameters. And, yeah, and that's what we look for, right? We want to know, is a golfer moving, you know, to optimize what they're trying to do with the, during the golf swing, which is, an, and I like the term that's used, efficiency of movement. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what can, we, what can we get this player to do to make the swing easier on his body, with less effort, and hit the ball longer and straighter? That would be the, the main thing we're trying to do in the lesson. And when we have somebody in and put them on gears – there's a few things we're looking for. We always kind of go down this checklist uh, to see if the players kind of staying within those windows that we like to see. And, you know, a lot of golfers will make a lot of them, we'll call them, you know, quote unquote, correct movements. So most golfers will make the movements that should be in a golf swing. They just won't do them all at the right times, mm. right? Golfers get open pretty well. A lot of times it's open after the ball. <laughs> yeah. Right. Golfers will shift their weight at certain points of the swing. Sometimes it's just at the wrong point of the golf swing. And those little things matter. Um, I think it's real easy for players to get bogged down in making X movement, but 
ignore or not be aware of when those movements have to occur. When you look at videos or still images, you're only seeing kind of the result of those movements, not actually the beginning of those movements. Yeah, the the main point there, I think if we're looking at a lot of different swings, is like, okay, how is this player shifting their weight? Let's Let's just even talk about that one. A lot of times players are worried about swaying off the ball so they might stay real static in the first part of the swing and we know looking at i don't even know at this point how many swings we've looked at in gears but it's a lot thousands and thousands the better ball strikers have a little shift off the ball in that little part of the first part of the takeaway so that would be the kind of the first thing we would look at when we start breaking down these swings how is their how is their timing of their weight shift because that to me that's the essence of making like an athletic swing yeah and you one of the one of the things that you lose when looking at video is a sense of timing because we're we're so used to seeing video in slow motion. Like if you want right. to see the golf swing correctly, you've got to look at it at any chance to see it correctly. I won't even say correctly. I'll just say any chance of seeing the movements in a golf swing, it has to be really slowed down. Right. And then when you slow down the swing, it's only one second from address to impact, less than one second. When you slow down the swing to be able to see things clearly, you lose all sense of the timing for the golf swing. And that's really where, you know, those two kind of things, you know, positional and then the, the dynamics of a swing really start to butt heads when you try to do this stuff on your own. Yeah, when I look, when I get video from players, if the, if the full speed isn't where I can see the club, I'll, I'll ask for a slow motion, but I always want the, the normal speed. Because just what Mike said, the more you look at golf swings, there's a there's a, a timing and a flow that you're looking for when you when you look at swings, and it really stands out in a their normal motion video, and you can kind of pull that out and see what they're doing. But the, like Mike said, if you're always looking at your swing in slow motion, it becomes so position oriented, it, it removes that flow out of there. And you know when you see it in full speed, you you know, our, our, the human eye doesn't really capture images at a very high frame rate at all. It's a very low frame rate. So you, you're kind of looking for the overall, does that look right? That's right. Is that, what, what looks off about that? And then you dive in, like you said, then you dive into the slow motion things. But again, it, it's such a limited way to see the golf swing that it can lead you down some very, very wrong roads. When, when we get asked that question about the model and we kind of explain it, then one of the next questions or the follow-up question is, well, why do I can't move like Dustin Johnson or I can't move like a a 21 year old tour pro. Why does it matter to know what they do? Yeah, we we do get that question a lot, but the, the, the things that really matter to us in the golf swing aren't really predicated on you being like a super athlete. And, And to be honest, very few tour players are super athletes. Yeah. And Dustin Johnson would probably be one of them. Right. But there's a whole bunch of them that aren't probably super duper athletes that can't dunk a basketball and throw a 90 mile an hour fastball. No, no, well, no. They're, and rotationally, and most golfers, the, the the conversation tends to be rotational. I can't rotate like DJ or Rory or yeah. Most humans can't. Most tour players can't rotate like they do. Yeah, and but the the interesting part is more most people can rotate way better than they think they can. The right. reason they're not rotating is because obviously the clubs and not in a spot where they can rotate, and we've beat that drum a million times, but that's really, a lot of times what it comes down to, it's it's less physical limitations than it is mechanics, problems, and, and just timing issues. 
far less physical limitations. Like I can't remember the last time you you get guys in with fused. I mean, hell, you have a, a fused back. Mm-hmm. And I've got a herniated disc, so we've got some problems. But I can still turn an adequate amount to hit good golf shots, and so can you. Yeah, you can turn in the tour range. You can turn in the tour range. Yeah, it's, so it's a lot less of that than it is just poor understanding of mechanics. Right. And just not training the right thing when you're working on your swing. Yeah, it'll, it really has to do, so much of it is based in the concept, right? And golfers will, you know, who ask that question of, you know, I I can't move like DJ. Well, very few players can, even tour players. And these guys are not born limber and mobile. They're born, you know, like the rest of us. They invest a lot of time and money on having people help them, you know, take care of their bodies better, but they still would would deal with the same limitations that the rest of us deal with. And they, by and large, have learned the best swings are the most efficient swings. a, A good pro swing, right, is simpler and easier to do than what we see every day from amateurs. The complexity of an amateur swing, it it should be actually the pros saying, I can't swing like the AMs, (laughs) rather than the AMs saying, I can't swing like the pros. If you look at just the sheer movement patterns, again, you throw out the the top of the the range of motion guys, right? Because most humans can't move like that Mm -hmm. anyway. And just look at kind of the, the low end or even the middle end. You know, we both can fall in the middle end. We've got, you know, one's got a back fusion, the other one back, you know, herniated disc. And it's it's not a physical, that's a physical limitation we have that doesn't keep us from moving, certainly rotating, like you can in the golf swing. Yeah, and that just got my mind thinking what, what you said. It's more challenging to make some of these amateur movements to hit the ball. I mean, we have people coming for lessons, and I this is the kind of the lowest hanging fruit about this, but – I mean, if I gripped it like some of these no chance. amateurs come in gripping it, I, I don't think I could break 90. You know, so right there, or even setting up a certain way, like, oh, wow, you're really setting up with too much squatted back in your heels, too far away from the ball with a bad grip. There's no way I could I could play like that. Just from grip and setup. I could not play the game. Yes. <laughs> I, would, I would quit. Yeah. I would quit. And a lot of these people that come in are ready to quit. And we'll do this. And this is a little bit behind the scenes for you guys who do take lessons. If there's a kind of an abnormal move in the golf swing, like let's say we give a lesson to a guy who's got a fairly unique move. We will try after that lesson's over. To do it. We will try to do that. You know, it's beneficial to us to be able to, as best we can, put ourselves in his shoes and try to make his swing. And some swings we literally, and we're decent, especially you, you're very good at, at kind of imitating golf swings. And there are some swings that amateurs are trying that are literally almost impossible to reproduce. I mean, I'll get in there sometimes and, and try it, and it's like, there's no way. I mean, there's no way. A, I hurt myself. A lot of the swings put a lot of stress on the back, especially some of these back swing positions we see people trying to get into, or downswing positions even. Like we have, yeah, yeah. we've talked about some of the downswing positions we see in impacts. There's, there's no way I could play. So starting to strip away some of those, you talked about the economy of motion. You're trying to strip away the things that aren't needed in the swing to make it easier to repeat and less harmful on the body. And a lot of times you're taking stuff away, not adding. 
most often in taking stuff away. I mean, you just the economy, right? Of motion. If you've got, we've all bound by that one second golf swing, right? Mm-hmm. Address ten back. We don't want it to take longer than that because that means everything's moving slower. <laughs> we want it to go faster, actually. The so ballistic movement. If you're doing four or five extra movements in that one second, then what a quote unquote good swing does. That's not you can't do what a good swing does. That's doing your way doing too much. <laughs> you, you have to get rid of some of those movements to have a better golf swing, not add in more movements. And most golfers always think they're missing a piece, right? It's the silver bullet theory. You, I'm, I'm missing something. I know I'm, I'm just missing something that great players do. Well, you're actually doing four or five things that great players don't do. I mean, a big one off the top of my head is – the high percentage of handicap golfers have their trail arm too bent and their their lead arm too pinned across their chest at the top. That's that's doing more than that's doing more than a PJ Tour player. That's more work to get that off your body. In many cases, it's twice as much work. Yeah, literally, yeah. you're trying to unfold angles at twice the rate of Rory or whoever pro you want to look at in the same amount quarter of a second downswing. Okay, so there's one. One aspect. The other aspect, we'll just take top of the backswing again. We have people come in with 65 degrees of hip rotation on the backswing because they were told, hey, the more you turn back, the easier it is to, you know, get open coming through. Or the farther you'll hit it. Yeah, or the farther you'll hit. The problem with that is if you want to get the hips and the pelvis positioned at impact in a in a window that works for playing good golf, if you turn too much on the backswing, you don't have enough time to get to that window for that good hip position and impact. You, you, I mean, McElroy with the fastest hip, we, we've done the calculation before, right? We, yeah. we, we've done the calculation in a YouTube video where if you had McElroy's hip speed and you, and you rotated like 60 degrees closed in the backswing, even he, with, even with his hip speed, he couldn't get his hips into a playable position. Even the most under-rotated golfers we've captured, and we've captured a bunch of them, guys who are solely focused on rotation, being open at impact, who aren't open at impact or are 15 degrees open with the pelvis, maybe 15 degrees closed with the shoulders. It's always the guys that are trying to get them okay. open. So <laughs> 15 degrees open with the, with the pelvis, the hips, right? You would need to be, you, you got to think of it in terms as being balanced. So you would need to be, if you want to be go from 15 to 40 and the guy who was 15 open was 65 closed in the backswing. So that's 80 degrees of rotation. Total rotation. Total rotation in, in that quarter second, of a quarter of a yeah, second quarter, downswing. Quarter of a second. All right, about point two two seconds. All right, he would need to balance that. So that's eighty degrees. He would need to be forty closed to be forty open. I mean, there you go. Right. Yeah, you have. But to that be- completely, he just would not. He didn't want to do that. Would not submit. He would not submit <laughs> to the facts. <laughs> we had to run him out. He just didn't – he was not interested, and he was a guy that wanted to go maximum over here and thought he could get maximum on the open side, and he was – it was just physics. He was just playing against, you know, the stopwatch at that point. So, okay, well, good luck. I just uh, – you and I talk about swings a lot. I just keep thinking about – I don't know why. I just keep coming across these Anthony Kim golf swings, and I mean, they just look so efficient. Yeah. He's not overly turned in the back swing. He's got a shortish arm swing. There's no big shallow lay down no. move. There's no knee spread. There's just nothing weird no about it. Moving. No, there's, there's nothing, nothing extraneous, cartoonish about it. And it and it's uh, 
yeah, it just looks so smooth and, and rhythmical and the timing is there and he's not overdoing anything. And to me, all you're trying to do is make a normal looking kind of bread and butter, plain vanilla golf swing, and they seem to work pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we've got guys that have won multiple tour events that rotate their hips just a normal amount, rotate their shoulders 70, 75 degrees, well under the average, and they get open 25, 30 degrees. And it's enough to play good golf. It's enough to win PGA tournaments. Exactly. I mean, it's, you it, know, operating only looking at the extremes of what professional golfers do and then trying to put your body through those extremes especially if you sit at a desk and you have a nine to five job, you're just asking for a lot of frustration and angst and soreness and Advil will probably love you for it, but yeah. it's not going to help your golf game. And if you think you've got some kind of physical issue, go see a, a, a physical therapist mm-hmm. that can measure you, see what your internal and external hip rotation is, see your shoulders, see what they can do, measure your torso rotation. Then, you know, if, if that's what you think is the issue, great. You go to work on those yeah. problems in the gym, but make sure you don't have a a, a concept issue first, because that back. concept issue you might clean it up. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's um, that's the model we don't teach. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of, yeah. We look at tour data because those guys move the best as a whole, right? They're the best golfers on the planet. And if I wanted to learn how to do better in the stock market, I wouldn't look at guys that weren't in the stock market for advice. Uncle Warren. Yeah. Right, you look at guys who are actually doing what you want to do, and then take away from it what you can do. And golf, it's a lot more than golfers realize. Yeah, absolutely. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please uh, follow us or subscribe on on iTunes. Leave us a review and give us five stars. That would help us a lot. It'll help us get this podcast out to more golfers, so we can help everybody start hitting it a little bit better. Love it. See you guys on the next one.